0: Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station.
1: The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft, and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Way Marine, and Les Schwab Tires.
0: Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MartinTheWest.com. Don't forget the live video feed on 710sports.com, and of course, the venerable outdoorline.com with blogs, podcasts, and so very, very much more. Good morning, Joey Pyburn.
2: I don't mean to laugh, but watching you fumble <laughs> around over there with your coffee uh, and trying to get your your, uh, your head set on
0: we'll, with your one arm. We'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. I, I just have a very important question for you. Does anyone know where the love of God grows when the waves move the minutes to hours? The, the, the water was more stirred up on Puget Sound <sighs> than I've seen it. Dude, we had gusts to
2: 60. Yeah, you know, on... On show, school nights, when we have to school, be in here on Saturday is, mornings Friday nights, school nights dude. Um, yes. I I'd retire fairly early and go to bed. I was I was probably out by 8 o'clock, and at about 10.30, it sounded like a bomb went off Third. in my neighborhood, uh and then I had a hard time going back to bed. It was so loud. The wind was ripping, dude. Had to be fifty, sixty mile an hour gus. I don't have a cover left on a barbecue. <laughs> I don't dude pulling out of well, my house. A, listen, there's a lot of people who <laughs>
0: yeah, probably really. don't have barbecues. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'll make you a deal. If if your barbecue cover blew into my house, I'll just grab it. You just grab the. You can have the one that you find of mine. The great barbecue barbecue cover swaps of the embargo twenty twenty two, and the rain man. Holy smokes! I mean, you know, you talk about talk about March um, coming in like a lion, right? You know, November has absolutely, um, you know, absolutely
2: freaking come in like a just a smack down on us.
0: Yeah, I love it. Crazy, I do too. I I do too. It's it's. You know, you always talk of, you, you do, you talk about March as, you know, this this flip in the weather, right? Well, it's, you know, November's always that switch coming into winter. We just deleted fall. Mm-hmm. We You kind of, in, in a way, you kind of deleted spring this year, too. Our transition seasons have just been, it's crazy. It just went from a wet June to a nice July,
2: and now it's gone from, you know, what, what was a prolonged summer into, dude, welcome to winter well and it was it was such a profound switch it, it we you know our october was really nice and then there was well. just this this <laughs> switch and i i was up in bellingham last it was uh it was last week sometime and i see these blacktail just walking down the streets of bellingham just rutted out oh, yeah. you know nuts and uh i was like boy Hmm. I hate blacktail. I hate hunting dude, for them. They're, they're uh, brutal. But, yeah. but I had a blacktail uh, tag in <laughs> yeah, my pocket, and I see so... I see these blacktail just wandering around the streets. I'm yeah. like, oh, aimlessly, um, homeless, homeless, black homeless, black homeless blacktail. Homeless blacktail. Let's give them a home. I think. I think you should invite them yeah. on in for the winter. Yeah. yeah crazy. Uh, and and it it was time. We needed some weather. We oh, needed dude. some rain for sure. Um, so it, I, was, it was interesting. Rob Inslee, uh, You know, obviously took Rob. Who is it? Wait, who's? R- it? Well, he
0: he's who's the. That? He's the pilot of Rob Force One that just flies to (laughs) Nevada and flies to New Mexico. He just texted me saying, uh, The rest of the Browning guys, who who are going to be our new bestest hunting buddies here, dude, they're in elk heaven. Yeah. And he shot his bull, which is an amazing. I mean, this, you know, growing up, you see pictures of elk on, you know, Field and Stream and Outdoor Life magazine and stuff like that. This is a cover shot ball. Mm-hmm. It's just gorgeous, symmetrical, six by six, right? That he shot at 170 yards, which is 160 yards more than you took your blacktail this week. Yeah,
2: yeah, right. This thing ran you over, dude. It almost ran me over. And and that's the switch. Uh, yeah. Once once that weather, that hard edge to that weather change, yeah. that was the switch for those blacktail. And, oh, and, and, you know, blacktail hunters wait for that. And sometimes okay. it's, it's very slow to come on. This was... Immediate. Yeah. And uh and yeah, I I I was had one day left, had a tag in my pocket, and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go was it,
0: it was Sunday too. It was a it was a, yeah, it was yeah, Sunday. It was general
2: so general uh blacktail west side over on ended Monday on, on Halloween, yeah. 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 So uh be out behind Granite Falls. Sure. I rode the Black Max e bike oh, in there nice. in the dark. <laughs> uh about five miles and then ditched it and, yeah. and just thought, you know, I'm just going to go spend the day out there. It was supposed to be really crummy, sure. raining and windy yeah. and just one of those days where it, you know the black tail are going to be it moving. It looked really bad
0: from where I was sitting on the couch watching the Seahawks. Yeah,
2: it was. <laughs> it, was it was bad. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm a glutton for punishment. Oh, yes, so you I are. just figured, well, I'm going to go sit out there in the woods. Yeah. You know Why not? And uh, I I just got out to this Clear cut that I'd I'd seen deer out there in the past when I was I ride in in the spring and go trout fish sure uh, not a lot of deer back there a lot of cougars a lot of bears but not a lot of deer but I thought yeah I'll give it a crack if I see anything with a nub. Sticking up above its ears, it's getting it's getting it's a getting six grazed. eight western. Yeah. Uh, See,
0: that's so mean. that's a 6.5 PRC, dude? But you you did the six eight western, which
2: uh, well, I'm just I'm just loving that gun oh, right now. Um, but hashtag so I, boom flop. I get out there and I just get to the spot where I'm going to just kind of camp out for a couple hours in glass and sit in the rain and and miser you know be miserable. Sure. And I just get my binos out of my case. And I hear all this ruckus behind me and I turn and look over my shoulder and here's this doe (laughs) running down through the clear cut right at me. And I'm like, what the heck? So I just turn around and I grab my rifle off the stump and slowly turn around. And then there I see another deer behind her. His spikes are so little. I, from that distance, I couldn't tell that it was a buck, but I had a pretty good idea. He's chasing the doe. Uh, and as he got closer and closer, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see spikes up there. This, he, if, I, if I get a crack at him, I'm taking this little dude home. And I'm not kidding. That doe ran within five feet of me. Wow. She didn't know I was there, never yeah. saw me. She's, she's panicked. This little oh, yeah. spike oh, yeah. is terrorizing her. She runs right by me, bails off downhill into the clear cut. As he's coming by, and he's running. I, I don't know how to stop him other than I go, Phew. you know, I blow like okay. a deer. He just locks him up, dude, puts the brakes on. And I I imagine he's going to look at me that where the noise came from. But he's so focused on that doe, he's just staring straight ahead, watching her run through the clear cut. Broadside to you. Broadside to me at eight feet. <laughs> and I lift up this. Six eight Western <laughs> topped with this um, awesome vortex oh. scope four point five by twenty two. I have it dialed down almost as far as it'll go. Right. No time to dial it in no. down to four point five. But yeah. I lift my scope up and I look and I'm just like, there's this blurry brown. You know? <laughs> oh, so you didn't actually look through the scope. I looked you through did, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I can't see. You know, it's right. just blur, Nothing. Yeah. It's too close. I just kind of lower the <laughs> rifle and kind of look down it like a shotgun and was there powder burns on it? His, his <laughs> <poor>, pur- well, <laughs> and it, and it double lunged him and he you went, think? he went about 50 feet and just tipped over. <laughs> um, and I had, uh, I had, I haven't shot a black tail in probably 25 years. That's awesome years.
0: though. That's what That is going to be a tender buck, dude. Oh, I've been, listen, yeah. uh, I've dude. been
2: digging into that thing oh, ever goodness. since Sunday, eating yeah. it every other day. That's it's amazing.
0: amazing, dude. So cool. Um, with what happened with the weather around here, we're we're kind of like the guys. You ever see that movie Office Space? Oh yeah. With, with you know, and the guy Milton downstairs. Yes, they go, Milton. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like they fired him. Years ago, but he just kept on just coming kept to work. Coming. That's we just have our stapler here today. That's mm-hmm. what, because, dude, there was like nobody on the road. There's no power west to I five for most of the drive up. So, so we're we're hoping you're out there, right? Because because we do have a great show lined up for you here. the The fall rains have absolutely put a whole bunch of water in our creeks. And uh, one guy that we need to talk about is is Matt Kennedy, he's president of the Stoner Sportsman Club, and he's been running this broodstock program for chum on the Skycomish river. And dude, he's starting to see some traction. Yeah. And, and that's so gratifying when you have a project like that and you start getting, you start seeing the returns increase, you know, the, the, the collapse of that chum fishery, it didn't, you know, happen just by one thing, except if you count the purse saints off of point, Elliott a few years back, but we'll go, we'll, we'll, we won't go there right now, even though I just did. Um, but to see this program really take root and grow, and we're we're going to have to expand this into some of our steelhead runs around the state too, because they need help. And, and if you look, you you look, you know, towards the Snyder Crick, so the success of the Snyder Crick project uh, out on the Salt Duck, out on the coast, man, it makes a, it makes it. Not only does it provide opportunity for some of the hardcore freaking you Know, dyed in a wool steelhead, got freaking oncorhynchus, you know, micus right in your heart, right? Yeah, it, but it, it lets you give back to the resource. But man, you see the, the effectiveness of these programs, and you just want to kind of spread them around. So, so uh, Matt Kennedy's going to jump in, then, then our friend uh, David McAllister of Les Schwab Tires, and this is freaking something
2: that dude, maybe we so- should have. Maybe we should Maybe have had should this have segment d- last week. Last week, before before people were well, spinning out all over Stevens Pass. and So, Stonqually. so the
0: dirty little secret is Snoqualmie Pass didn't close because of the amount of snow. Okay, it closed because people forgot how to drive in the snow. And I mean, there's a learning curve. And I had my learning curve going over the Continental Divide to Rogers Pass, coming back from Montana, mm-hmm. t- dude. That was a postgraduate learning curve freaking course, right? But it makes you think about things. And um, you know, the, the first thing, that that Maxis tire from Les Schwab is just the truck tire, man. I I'm so whoa, happy. Whoa, 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 whoa.
2: It's not just a truck tar- tire. You can also put those can, on a Subaru Al- out oh, That's Tom. true. That's true. That's what I have on my Subaru.
0: A pair of comfortable shoes. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh so um he's gonna he's gonna jump on in. Uh David McAllister's jumping on in. And, all, all in studio guests of the Outdoor Line show on Seven Ten Sports dot com, receive an in studio guest of some smoked salmon I see this morning. That, so yeah, I see that's that you got your smoked salmon you, you, over there. You got your cold smoke sockeye. Mm-hmm. He's he's getting his kippered chinook. Okay, mm. he'll, be, he'll be just fine. So, Kate okay, David, if you're listening, you, you know you better show up and you get it. Get your chainsaw out. <laughs> cut that
2: redwood off your driveway and get your butt and in. And then really. and then at seven twenty five, Jason <laughs> Carmel Macchiato. Brooks. So
0: this is the segment where we
2: get to just kick up our
0: feet. Okay. And just, <laughs> and just,
2: I kind of kicked go. up my feet yesterday yeah. having a conversation. Oh with him. my goodness! He's dude. been out hunting all over the place. He has he's been. been in the Frank he's, Church. He's, so we're going to hear all about what happened in Idaho this year. Well,
0: he's got a successful return from the River of No Return. Yes, yes. So, and that's the Frank Church Wilderness. And the troubling thing about the church this year was just the absolute consensus among. All the guys that I know went back there. And four. And we know a bunch of your them. Your cousin Ryan. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jason, our friend Jerry Spees, you know, and, and a couple others. Dude, there's dog poop all mm-hmm. over the place. That thing has been run ragged by wolves. Yeah. Right. And, you know, obviously, any of you guys that follow the show know that we have a problem with wildlife biology that doesn't have biology in it. Right. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that too. Because. One of the things are when 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 our forefathers extirpated the, gray, the western gray wolf from the lore 48, you know, they, they did so with damn good reason, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, public safety, not least amongst them, but also livestock preservation, our, our ungulate populations. And so they couldn't find an example of the western gray wolf and Jurassic Park DNA technology didn't really exist at the time they were putting these things back in. So what did they do? They got the Canadian timber wolf and brought it down here. How does a Canadian timber wolf compare to the Western gray? Joy Pyburn, wildlife expert, according to well, what, yeah. yeah what, yes.
2: Well, I've I've seen them. You know, they're they're kind of the same wolves we have up in Alaska. And if you sure. ever see them in Alaska, they're like these long, lanky, lean critters. They're made for traveling across the tundra, chasing caribou herds across, and and you know, picking off the sick and, and weak. And dying, and uh, would I and qualify? Then you pl- would I qualify for that right now? Right now, you I'm would. sick and weak yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, and dying. Yeah, we'll get to that next segment. Let's put a pin yeah. in that for now. So yeah. anyway, you, you <clears throat> plug them in down here where there's all this abundance of elk and deer, right? And these things turn into <clears throat> super predators, they're, and that's you see these pictures of guys holding up these wolves, and they're taller than them, you know, and they're like over 150 pound canine this is not your grandfather's and it, wolf and it's the reason why they run uh you know they're dogs they're gonna chase critters and they're gonna chase them down and bite them and it's fun for them and you know in the in the late 90s when I was in uh, elk hunting in Idaho you saw a lot of just dead elk mm-hmm. that had been bit once they, you know that's not that's they, no, they'd been chewed on a bunch and, and that, that's no fun let's go get another one yeah yeah and, and they just ran across the panhandle mostly and, and just wiped out the elk population.
0: So, okay. So we've been going so long this first segment, we already killed off Joey's buck, which is, you know, now we're going to come up with a new topic for the second segment, which we will. Hey, hey, text us up this morning. We, we just want to know that there, we just need proof of life. This morning, because we're really worried about all the trees that are down and power lines are down, and we know there's, you know, not a whole lot of people listening out there, but uh, I know my mommy is so so. That, and my and my wonderful Kathy, I'm sure she is too, who's promised not to leave the house because it's 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 bad out there, dude. There's I'm I'm telling you, there were
2: power lines power down lines laying in my neighborhood. Yeah, laying in the road. I drove right over the top of them. Did you really? Yeah. Well, that's, I, it. So you don't really see them until no, they're right true. in front of you. So so I live. Uh,
0: I live out on what's considered the Tulalip Indian Reservation, and and Tulalip Fire, I and I know this, my dude. I mean, I was fireman here in town for twenty five years. TFD, which is now the Tulalip Firewood Department, they were they've been up all night, dude, doing work. Big shout out to our public safety people, especially Tulalip Fire this morning that was out there with their chainsaws, and they can write it down as a chainsaw drill too, right? But, dude, I'm telling you, but I passed twenty freaking trees, half of which were across power lines, and and there's no way that that my overfed posterior would be in this chair right now. But I, There's no way I could have got here. Oh, I didn't. There's think no you'd way. Be here. Yeah, I mean it was. That's why I left early. Actually, I I still didn't beat you to Starbucks. No. Well, but, I, but most importantly, the Starbucks. Listen, people when beat I to usually I
2: get up and I. Go make some coffee right. and sit there, turn the lights on with my dogs and read over my notes and stuff. Well, it was pitch black in the house. I had no power. I had to make coffee with my jet <laughs> boil classic. this morning. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to get in my car and head to Starbucks where I can at least listen to the no news. No doubt. Main, mainline caffeine. Um, so, I...
0: Did a little something yesterday. <laughs> so stay tuned. Give me, give us 90 seconds. We'll be right back. Text us up. 866-979-3776. That is the Reverse Chine Hotline by Troy Wellcraft Duckworth Northwest Boat. 866-979-3776 is also the text toy powered by Yamaha Outboards. We would love to hear from you on either one of those today. So give us 90 seconds. We're going to be right back. And why... You know, you probably already heard why I had a black eye. Now my arm's in a (laughs) sling. This this has been a really hard hunting season so far, Joey. It has. Tell you all about it right here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle
1: Sports Station.
0: Welcome back to the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports 710, Seattle Sports app. 866-979-3776. 866-979-3776. We do have a listener out there, man, from the 206. Nellie, what's the status of the boat? you getting a new one this year? No, that's a negative ghost rider. Um, Joey and I are going to have the challenge of learning how to use Yamaha Helm Master because that's uh, what's getting hung uh, this year. At, so actually the hope is that uh, we'll be showing the sea beast all cleaned up, repowered and a whole bunch of stuff in the Seattle boat show, the in, the th- boat th- show in the three around. rivers Marine booth. Yeah. Incidentally, our dear friend, Timmy Klontz of three rivers Marine called this week and said, dude, we can't blow our nose in the dealership right now without splashing biological material on Yamaha's right now. There's they, they have you for a while. You really, really couldn't, you know, even get your hands on them. So now product is starting to hit the stores. You really address that, that supply chain challenge that, was a, was a real deal, man. So if you're looking to repower right now, Three Rivers Marine is absolutely look, looking to They're deal. they stocked up. And, and in the and in terms of in the words of uh, when Timmy Klontz, listen, man, your boat's on the trailer right now. Anyway, might as well be down <laughs> Three Rivers Marine getting <laughs> fresh power on it. So so go check that out. The number three riversmarine.com. dot com. So, um, <clears throat> I. Uh, I had a I had a shoulder scope yesterday. You did. I did. I did. It was it was on the books before the three uh, before the ATV rollover of Montana that we discussed in gory detail, hashtag rec Mm-hmm. Um and uh and so but yeah so i'm i'm kind of a tough shape i got i got i am still rocking the black eye from that and, and i'm in a sling so i'm i'm a black eye's almost
2: gone black eye's almost gone yeah. yeah so you just uh, keep you you just keep getting better and well, better that's kind you of the way i look at it you know now you're
0: get you got your shoulder face. what was steve austin yeah yeah, yeah i'm i'm kind of a 6 dollar man right <laughs> and just but you know no it's hey you just wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in such great shape come, come the boat show and getting all getting all this work done. So, so so no question about it. Um, and and Robo is uh, again just been sending us these amazing really? pictures, dude. He's killing me. Um, they've he's on. Uh, I'll say a media junket. It kind of an elk junket, right? So our friend Shandy, Shandy Campbell, yes, from Browning. Brought Robo down to this, down to the, the Browning Ranch or whatever it is down in down in New Mexico, and they've been just putting up pitch or postcard balls They got three big balls down. And a, and
2: Robo said they're headed out right now oh, to go man. try to get the fourth. Wow, dude, Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Just yeah, Browning six eight drill. No, there's got, no question about They got about some it. weathered, had they some do. snow
0: the other day. So, um, and it's funny because typically right before hunting season, we we love to get our friend Wayne Van wall on, and Wayne. Um, just one of the most eloquent writers uh, of our time um, and, and has written for bugle magazine, but public been published so many times written so many books, uh, just tons of respect for this guy. He's um, the Jack O'Connor uh, of our time. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's just no question about it. And, 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 uh, so so we get him on you know on an annual basis and this year he was he was like doing you know guiding this Alaska safari he was just he's to the point now I wasn't really getting paid but I was allowed to go and you know just sure. you know he's got it you know, yeah. that bad and so I got to tell him a couple of our Browning six eight experiences the last one of which for me was watching watching a you know Mike McCauley's bull, his four by five bowl go down at five hundred and eighty nine yards with with one shot mm-hmm. you, you know. And it's we never had that level of of accuracy that far out before. I think that's fair to say. You know, and, and I'm starting to kinda of understand too that belted mag, magnum cartridges, when the term belted not only really describes that extra piece of brass on there, but also what it does to your shoulder.
2: Yes. Right? It belts you, dude. They do. They they thump you.
0: And the ability to shoot that far and that flat and and not have that trauma, you know, at the same time. But also Vortex has improved their scope technology to the point where, you know, we got these dialer light tactical hunters that they're it's, dude, it's a quantum change right now. So so when I brought um, we after the show we left we went to yes last Saturday and dropped on down to, to Outdoor Emporium where we had a couple Browning six eight PRCs waiting for us. Dude, Monday morning I was right at Skagit Arms. That's where my scope was, and 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 they mounted that thing up for me, just absolutely gorgeous. But so there, and there's just a couple random guys in the store, and they look you know they're one guy's holding a nice new rifle and it's two seventy Winchester. He goes yeah man, I've always wanted a two seventy, which which is great. I did. Oh, it. yeah, I understand. Yeah. But he goes, what's that? I go, it's a 6.8 PRC. He goes, no, 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 not the scope, the rifle. I go, no, you don't understand. <laughs> Excuse me, 6.5 six, PR- six, PRC. And and I go, no, it's 6.5 PRC that describes it. What What's that? 6.5 precision rifle cartridge, developed by Hornaday, shoots flatter than the laser, doesn't mm-hmm. freaking kick. He does not even kick as much as a 270, right? Not and, at all. And it doesn't. No. And, and so, you know, and he was like, okay, it just, but if you are still in that, odd six caliber family mindset
2: no the, 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 the this the 30 odd six the 270 the 300 25 odd six yeah um, just do some research please just, do just pull up ballistics and start yeah. looking at what some of these new rounds can do the six65 PRC the 6 eight Western uh, that's those are the two rounds I'm I, I'm chambered in, in in the browning rifles I have right now uh, and yeah, that new mountain pro uh, th- now, I love that six eight western in the speed, um, the x bolt speed. That mountain pro is Dude. a six pound two ounce rifle, <laughs> and then you top it with that that nineteen ounce mm-hmm. uh, four point five by twenty two light hunter from vortex. And you got a pretty light mountain rifle, and I wanted to keep that thing in in the six five PRC just to kind of keep yep. the kick down a little bit. Well, that's I think that's gonna be Kathy's rifle. You know, for sure. It's just it's, well, I, I think it's once so you, pretty. I think once you really dig in and start shooting that thing, you're it'll be both of you, you're gonna See, like But that I, thing, right?
0: I know, but I but I got that pro tungsten.
2: Yeah. Right. Which is the same rifle, it just doesn't it's not just
0: quite as pretty. And uh, you know, a little different, little different scope on it, but I tell you what, man, if if you don't have a bipod built in on your rifle, then you turn me in, turn me onto that Spartan, yeah, magnetic package, dude. You need one mount that, and that preserves your front rifle sling, mm-hmm. right? And you just pop that magnetic bipod on there. It's just freaking amazing.
2: Yeah, so. the so, like conventional bolt-on bipods, you would bolt that thing to your rifle. Yeah. This you just have a little right. mount and you can you can buy right. six of them if you want and put them on all your rifles and then you have to have one bipod right. and and, look, and it goes when, on, when I first when I first, bought off that without thing, tools. when I That's first key. bought that thing I was like Psh, this magnet that you know this magnet thing is is not going to last and I think I'm into it three seasons now. Yeah. And you snap that thing it's actually kind of hard to pop it out of there. It is. It is.
0: They did. They did a great job. But anyway, back to the back to the 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 new. We're kind of in a new renaissance of cartridges. So if you're looking for a new rifle, get your butt on dot Browning.com and look at what they have with the X bolts. Okay. Browning kind of started this whole thing with 60-degree bolt throws, too. Mm-hmm. But but the other advantage to the PRCs, the, the 6'8 Westerns, are the shorter bolt throw, too, when you learn about these. And Wayne Van Zwall was so impressed with these. And he's been writing about, you know, rifles and cartridges for forever. So to have him on and probably his... shot everything, uh, dude. you know, there is. Oh, he brought that thing back to Africa and had people take just amazing heads of game. With All right, we're going to pop out of here for a quick break. So... Right now, we got water in the rivers, and thanks to this guy, we got more chum salmon in one particular river. What am I talking about? We're going to tell you right here next in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Well, you look at the WDFW uh, news releases, and uh, oh, here's a fishing rule change. Kennedy Crick. Opens for chum salmon. Oh, here's another one. Deep South Sound opens up the retention of chum salmon. You know, and, and these are different areas, but the concept is the same. Man, we used to take chum salmon for granted. They yes, were nothing we more than a, than a winter steelhead warm-up for us. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then, you know, some unwise commercial fisheries kind of came and, and, and kind of corked off the entire Snohomish run. Matt Kennedy saw this. Matt Kennedy did something about it. Go check out the Sky River Anglers page on Facebook. Matthew Kennedy joining us this morning. What's up, Matt?
1: Hey, not much. Good morning, guys. How are you guys? Morning,
0: well, buddy. I mean, hats off to you, man. You you saw an issue, and you've been doing something about it, and that something is a broodstock program on the Skykomish River specifically for chum salmon. Okay? Well, I just said a mouthful. I'm going to let you explain it. What's up, Matt?
1: <laughs> so, yeah, this is a program that's actually been going on for about four years now that uh, Charles Cooper started. And uh, I've been able to kind of work with him and us work together with the department, the tribes, um, everything else. And it's exactly what you're saying, we're out there uh, hooking line, catching chum salmon and getting them back to the hatchery for broodstock program. And uh, it's been a lot of fun and we're uh, really hoping to rebuild the runs that way. And we're starting to see uh, some success and uh, lots of fish coming back, especially this year. Yes, yeah. that's just wonderful.
2: Yeah, it seems like uh, you guys are kind of, you know, I don't know if you're ahead of where you were last year just because you got kind of a late start due to the water. But it sounds like the numbers are way up in comparison to the last probably five years. Starting to see quite a few fish already back to the the hatchery, right? I mean, and, and it's not like they're clipping those fish. We don't know that they're necessarily hatchery uh, broodstock returners. but. You know, they you got fish right there at the hatchery returning already, right?
1: Uh yes, yes we do. Yeah. It's been it's been an amazing year. Um even though we did get a little bit of a late start just due to the low water conditions and getting boats out there, I would actually say we are above where we are most years. We're seeing fish all throughout the system. We're seeing them spawning in areas where they've historically spawned and we have not seen them for years of doing this project and it's, it's really awesome to see so many fish around, and this uh, all starting to take place. Um, the one thing that we can kind of see, and it's going to be kind of, you know, as this program goes on, we're going to need time to do some of the research and gather some of the data, but um, they're hoping to see some uh, otolith markings and kind of compare some of mm-hmm. those to see if these are fish that we have taken as part of this program or not.
0: So without getting too deep into the fisheries biology, otoliths are like ear ear stones, essentially, and they display much more dependably than a, a scale. They display and document calcium deposition within the bony structures of the fish. This is like reading rings on a tree. Nice, thick rings indicate, you know, good growth periods and stuff like that. They can also, to a a lesser extent, be utilized in stock separation and really document some of the critical phases in the life of a chum salmon. It's fascinating, but it is the best type of research to be able to do in a fishery like this. Okay, so first off, for our listeners, what specifically is a broodstock program, nuts and bolts? Okay, you know, you've got anglers out there catching these fish and and keeping them on board the boat in aerated coolers or whatever why do this what's the benefit to doing this over allowing these fish to spawn naturally matt kennedy
1: so it's just like you said we're we're catching them hooked in line we're putting them in aerated coolers running them to trucks we also have a series of net pins throughout the rivers for the drift boat guys and for the sledge to keep them kind of fresher until we're ready to make those runs Um, the big thing is, is, you know, these fish are side channel spawners and this program is meant for us to help them through those critical phases, just as you said, and get them back to the hatchery and they're simply raising them till they are hatched, buttoned up and they're sent on their way. So we're doing just that, getting them through those critical phases and uh, hoping that that, uh, that all works and kind of starts to really take place and we think we're with. Along with better ocean conditions, um, we're starting to see the results of this program, and that is and exact- we're hoping that it can be an example for yeah. other programs
0: statewide. Mm-hmm. Blueprint, there baby! I mean, we've seen Snyder Crick on the coast in in, in the uh, in in the, in the uh, saw duck have benefits to the wild runs on on you know on these on peninsula streams. I've personally been involved in 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 steelhead broodstock programs on the Skagit that were absolutely 100% effective, you use the term critical phase. This is exactly the scientific term. It's the exact right language. And the thing of it is, there are three, you know, you can easily identify three critical phases in the life history uh, of the starting with the egg of a chum salmon. And the first is fertilization by taking these fish and bringing them to the hatchery you achieve a higher percentage of, of correct of you know completely fertilized eggs all right you almost you can double or more the amount of eyed eggs by bringing them into the hatchery scenario then you get an additional boost by Eliminating the amount of mechanical disturbance that occurs in the riverbed. Look at the high water we have right now, Joey. Mm-hmm. You and I were with furrowed brow and clutched pearls. We're looking at the <laughs> at the river levels this morning, right? And, and worrying so, about our worrying about our that beca- because high waters can scour spawning areas, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so so after you get them fertilized and after you get them to the eyed stage, then the, the last critical phase is you use the term buttoning up. When when, when the when the salmon egg hatches, it's called an alevin, and it, it is very soft and fragile because its belly is that egg. And that first drop, its first meal in life is that drop of oil that comes from its mother's flesh, right? And until it absorbs that, it cannot emerge from the gravel. Chum are unique. Chum and pink both emerge they button up, emerge, and migrate. They do not spend a lot of time in the stream. So it, it, it's it's an amazing project. And for you, in the is this your fourth year of involvement, Matt? But you've already seen increases in the runs since you initiated this program.
1: Yes. Yep. We have. Um... It is the fourth year of it, and uh, we're permitted, and we're hoping to keep this going for several more years. Um, We're permitted up to 150 pairs. Um, Currently, right now, we're at 65, by 65 fish or so, and it's actually we're actually really close to even on our male-to-female count. In other years past, we've been real buck-heavy at first, and then we kind of catch up on females later on, but there's just so many fish around this year. It's just really awesome to see.
0: So if you, if you go, the best way to kind of find out more about this program is is, is jump on Facebook, go to Sky River Anglers, and you, you, you kind of talk folks through this
2: and how they can help and what they need. And, and what what can people do if they want to get involved? I, am, I mean, um, there's a bunch of you guides. Uh, you're guiding now, Matt, right? Uh, Element Outdoors Northwest is the name of your business? Yes, that's and, correct. And yeah, folks can jump on and... Ago. Folks can jump on and go out there and help catch these chum and and be part of the process.
1: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we would love to have uh, local anglers. You know, that's the only way a program like this will work. Dude, because you got to get people that, buying only other, Yeah, the only other options you would have in a program like this, with this not being a hatchery origin fish or a fish that is, say, like SARCO that are moved above, above sunset, would be a same fishery. So that's just not a very good option so it takes anglers and local anglers and hook and line to make this program work and everybody working together with you know our co-managers the tribe uh, WDFW and everybody all together
0: so the one thing and I should mention we're we're talking to Matthew Kennedy he's uh, president of the Snowman Sportsman Club find him on Sky River Anglers on Facebook the the fundamental change to that Watershed this year was obviously the Bolt Creek fire, which you know this is a human caused tragedy. Um, you're hearing the term burn scar for the first time in Western Washington in a really really long time. Um, you know we've got a pretty profound high water right now, Matthew, but we didn't have a snowpack on you know, underneath it before this water hit, so a lot of this it has become absorbed, but un- but un- unfortunately without. The riparian vegetation to hold a lot of this water, you're gonna have a different color. You're gonna have a lot of stuff coming down. Bolt Crick, what have you seen with regard to the burn scar, and how do you how do you expect it to to um, affect turbidity levels and 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 the fishability of the stream moving into moving into fall?
1: You know, that's a great question, and I've asked questions um, to several people about that as well, and we've had some conversations about that. Um, I do believe we are gonna see some higher turbidity levels this year. Um you know, this river though with these couples that small rise we had in this one, they've just shot straight up. Right. Sent a lot of logs, a lot of stuff downstream, <laughs> but they're also the river's dropping as hard as it came yep. up. And we're actually we're actually hoping to be back out there tomorrow. Um you know, color obviously is good for these fish, and a little bit of vis, you know, little bit of visibility is, uh, is what we're looking for. But uh, so far, we haven't seen too many effects of it. But then again, yet uh, most of that water came up high yesterday, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the river looks like this morning when daylight comes.
2: And we should probably mention that the Snohomish, Skykomish, and Snoqualmie rivers all got an extension through November 13th for coho too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> one one week at yes, a time yes. let's let let's keep let's keep anglers on their on their on needles and pins we'll take don't just get. <laughs> don't just open the thing up for the month oh no yeah I dude know. give
1: me a break yeah. all right so it's the um, cool thing about the coho is those uh the numbers are amazing here. they are the numbers the sunset are on par yeah, just um we're, we're we're at we should be out of overfish status and i'm really hopeful and fingers crossed that we're seeing uh back to full seasons in the books and not these emergency openers and weeks at a time yes, for next year and so. not
0: and non-selective in 9 and full seasons in 8 I I mean you know we're we're definitely on the rebound and, and 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 praise the lord for that one of the things that that Joey and I were looking at river levels this morning and I really never noticed that it maybe and maybe I just didn't see it cuz it didn't mean anything to me but on the US geological survey waterdata.usgs.gov um is and if you can scroll down to this to thenomer system and you find bolt Crick also there's a choice that you can select the graph you want to display and I had never seen a turbidity graph before so when I was a young fishery student, there was this stuff. There was a thing called a Secchi disk, and that's the only way we dropped a Secchi disk down to determine turbidity in the water and whatnot. Now there's a newer technology, a monochrome infrared LED that they use to measure um, turbidity, and you don't need a dumb fishery biology student to frickin' do it. It mm-hmm. just automatically happens. It's something that sits in the stream alongside the alongside the river graph. And so when you click on this turbidity gauge... And look at it in conjunction with the height gauge. It's a wonderful new tool
2: to tell you how... Well the way the way we used to do this when I was a kid and we'd be we'd drive up to the river and wait for it to get light yeah, and yeah. then you'd be like, Oh, it's blown out Dude, and then you'd I see, yeah. no, you could go home.
0: No, you you get your pay and save green hip boots <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you walk out until you can see, Oh, it got almost got to my knee before yeah. I lose my toe. No, or, or you call or you call Lanny Morgan of the Wildcat Steelhead Club, you see, you know, yeah. and get him to go look at the go look at the river at, at Cedar Woolley. So so Matt Kennedy, man, thanks for all you're doing. It's so cool and, and Personally, man, it's got to be gratifying for you to see some extra fish in the creek.
1: It, it really is, you know, um, and it, it's really awesome that uh, Charles and the department and everyone came together to start yeah. this program that we're able to all be involved. So
2: can't can't thank you guys enough man. for sure, dude, and and for what you yeah. do at, at Eagle Creek with the Coho yeah. hatchery there, um, just good stuff, man. Keep keep in touch, man.
1: Thank you. Yeah, let's go let's go bender rod one. Yeah, when... And if you guys uh, exactly if you guys want to get out, let's. Uh give me a shout and we'll we'll all get out together and have some fun
0: all right man go well, god bless you go uh, go, go wax some chum dude or don't well, whack. Don't him. whack them. No, 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 wait, no,
1: no, wait. No. wait. No. I'm sorry.
0: Dude, dude, I'm a I'm a meat eater from way back, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, kind of right, right. Yeah, sorry. I don't mean whack them. I mean nicely put them in a in a, in a golf bag and take them up to the hatch. Yes. So, so. All right, Matt Kennedy, Sky River Anglers on Facebook. Talk to you. Talk to you soon, dude. Later, Appreciate Matt. it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. You, talk to you soon. Coming up next, Ray Marine Picks of the Week for the first time in November, right here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station Seven Ten, and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Raymarine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Raymarine, simply superior. The name of the game is multi function navigational displays, fluid touch, hybrid trust displays, and all powered by the brand new Raymarine Lighthouse 4 operating software. This brings Navionic sonar charts to bear and also fish mapping powered by
2: Sirius XM. Check it all out and more at Raymarine.com. Joseph, dropping water. Yes, time to be out on the river. the The sky, the Snohomish, the Snoqualmie are plugged with coho. We talked to Matt Kennedy last segment. Um, way more chum. We're seeing a lot more chum this year than we we have in past years. Uh, the Skagit's got to be <clears throat> dude killing it right now. In
0: in in the immortal words of uh, of, of Tony Soprano, "Do not be undeterred." <laughs> I mean, these water levels. I mean, we're. You know they jacked up. But they're on the drop. They're as dropping, fast.
2: They're going to drop fast.
0: And so we, you know, there's there's virtually just a vestigial snowpack in the Cascades right now. And so this rain came at at a time where our our, our watersheds were dry, dude. Mm-hmm. And I mean dry. So 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 good spawning conditions. You're going to find these fish on a gravel, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean they're scouting out their locations. They're starting to do starting to do that dance, but. The the funny thing with, with coho, you know, especially in the Skagit, even even in the Snohomish system, there's still fresh fish coming in.
2: Oh, yeah, daily. Yeah, definitely. Still fresh fish. Um, it, out on the coast, I'm seeing guys catching sea lice coho, dude. beautiful, chrome, bright fish dude. all over out there on the coast right now. With dude. that little shot of water, oh, man, those was, fish were just sitting out there waiting to get in. It's so
0: hard to go fishing in October, though, dude. Yeah. You
2: know, I
0: I it's there's just, you know, there's there there's hunting that needs to be done. Man.
2: But <laughs> so it's but, a, it's look, a difficult problem to have. Um well, and and on the hunting front, I've been up uh, in the Skagit Valley flats <laughs> putting yeah, a smack you down on been. the waterfall. And, and, and are, I've n- I've never seen so many snow geese. They just keep pouring down from the north. Just, just
0: piles of them. Just horrible. One of the other thing this this November weather has has brought us our first winter driving conditions of the season. Yeah, Snoqualmie Pass closed, not because of the amount of snow, but people have kind of forgotten about how to drive in the snow. And so it was time to bring in our dear friend David McAllister, Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming in.
2: Yeah, hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Dude, um, if you don't have the right rubber under you, if you don't have the right accessories, you're, you're in for a problem
2: yeah I mean it's definitely the time of year to get your car in and get it checked out and make sure you're winter prepared with the weather coming you know it it was really nice for a long time, but that's gone and and we're headed to to winter and mother nature's gonna gonna shovel out a whopper for us so. <laughs> I
0: <think> already man <laughs> yep. you've got you know they they closed highway twenty okay mm-hmm. between uh between thunder arm and and the silver star gate okay yep. uh I 90 closed for a while this week. We're going to talk about a lot of this. Also, and, and, and Leshwa manually has a food drive as well, but, but, a, but a tire sale right now, that, that not a fire sale, but a tire sale.
2: Yeah, we definitely have a tire sale going. We've we've got, we've got all of our best on sale. I mean, it's the time of year to come in and get ready for winter, and we know that, and and so we put our best on sale, give our customers an opportunity to take advantage of some savings. And
0: there, there's there's also a couple services you perform. We're we're gonna we're gonna dig into next. So David's gonna be with us for the, for the next segment. Stay tuned because uh, you know the uh, Les Schwab is all about keeping you on the road and not. On the side of the road. And we're going to tell you more about (laughs) that here in the next hour. Stay tuned for Jam Packed Hour 2 right here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.